everybody, and welcome to Lit. I am so excited to be joined today by Katie Zed from Overruled and Crimeland. Welcome. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I am so excited to talk about this book. Uh, it is called A Taste for Poison by Neil Bradbury. And this is very different than books uh, I've talked about in previous episodes. This is a nonfiction true crime book that goes into 11 different deadly poisons. I'm glad that you found a nonfiction book for me to read because I don't really do the fiction very much. So, and this is like right up my alley. Of course, I'm kind of blonde, so I don't understand any of the science stuff, but I am all about the true crime stuff. I love it. I think it's a perfect marriage of our interests because for those of you who know me, uh, my background is actually as a chemist. Mm -hmm. So I love all the chemistry stuff. I'm fixing to get really nerdy tonight. But Katie's going to bring murder. (laughs) (laughs) Now I worry for Mr. Zed. (laughs) I learned a lot reading this book. You should worry about him. (laughs) Uh oh. (laughs) All right. So one of, let me see if I can share my screen with everybody. Here are our 11 deadly biomolecules we're going to be dealing with today. And each one covers a different case. We're not going to talk about all of them, but these are the 11 mentioned in the book. So they talk about insulin, atropine, strychnine, aconite, digoxin, ricin, cyanide, and then the four elements, potassium, polonium, arsenic, and chlorine. Ricin of Breaking Bad fame. (laughs) Big Breaking Bad fan, you know? I'm going to sound like a terrible chemist, but I've never watched Breaking Bad. Really? I had never heard of Ricin before I've watched Breaking Bad. You really should, though. It's one of those shows that everyone should watch at least once. I've heard that, and I need it's to. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely get into it. So has I'll, anyone we in do, the- We should do a TV show review after you watch it, because also chemistry and crime. <laughs> like Actually, <perfect>. we <laughs> should. That yeah. would be so fun. <laughs> future content coming your way yes (laughs) Uh, I do want to be straightforward about this book because it is true crime so it's kind of hard to spoil anything so everything tonight's going to be spoilers Um, so be wary of that fair warning there's spoilers spoilers coming up spoilers coming up in fact here's your I got it All right, so we're just going to jump right into it. So there were, I think, five different molecules we were interested in talking about based on their cases. So if you want to get all 11, definitely go check out the book. Uh, But the first one we're going to talk about is insulin. So you guys have probably heard of insulin before. Uh, Our pancreas, if you know where the pancreas is, that it processes the insulin molecule. Insulin looks like that. You ever seen insulin before? (laughs) (laughs) I have not seen this version of insulin, but I did dog sit for a a dog uh, who was insulin dependent. So I would have to inject insulin twice a day with her. Oh, wow. And she actually, her name was Patty Mayonnaise, and she recently passed away. Um, But she was very, yeah, she was, she was an elderly pooch, but I had dog sit, I dog sat her for like 10 years. So since she was a pup, 
Oh, that is so precious. Yeah. Well, for those of you who don't know what the job of insulin is, so we know our bodies use sugar as the primary source of energy. Mm-hmm. And we tend to think of table sugar as that energy, sucrose. Um, but actually, our body uses about three or four different primary sugar molecules. There's glucose, fructose, and galactose. Mm-hmm. And glucose is the one we primarily use in our blood sugar. So we need that for everything. We need it for our brains to work. We need it for our organs to work. Uh, and so it's a very important molecule. And of course, if there's too little blood sugar, you can get hypoglycemia. Uh, for those of you who know anybody who has hypoglycemia, that can impact brain function. It's very bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your blood sugar falls lower than 50%, your fingers and lips can go numb. The brain can become sluggish. I know I kind of feel that way. I don't <laughs> yeah. get breakfast. Yeah. Um, so that that's very nasty, uh, especially if it gets too low, like less than 25% blood sugar, you could die from that. But then on the opposite side, you have hyperglycemia. So the sugar can and damage your cells. Is that the one with the, the insulin helps? And with the hyper- okay. Yeah, this is where insulin comes in. So our pancreas basically produces insulin to regulate that blood sugar, to tell our organs uh, to uptake or not uptake that sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like what news now <laughs> enemy says that this is not medical advice. 100% true. I am not a doctor. Please see your doctor. She's a chemist, not a doctor. I'm a chemist, not a doctor. So I can tell you all about the molecules and mm-hmm. stuff, but <laughs> I can't prescribe you medicine. You don't want any medicine for me. Um, So people who have a hard time producing their own insulin from their pancreas uh, have type 1 diabetes. And that's Mm -hmm. an autoimmune disease where your autoimmune cells, your white blood cells, basically are destroying those pancreatic cells. Uh, And so they need pumps and things like that to feed them insulin. Which brings us to our first case. So let me play this tiny little teaser for you. Awesome. Insulin pumps are being recalled because they could be vulnerable to hacking. That's right, hacking. The government is pointing to pumps made by Medtronics from the company's Minimed Paradigm series. It's the Minimed 508 insulin pump. The FDA warns that someone nearby could connect wirelessly to it, potentially hack into the device and change the settings. That means the pump might deliver too much or too little insulin. However, the FDA says it's not aware of anyone actually doing that. Walmart will... That is crazy scary (laughs) so i have a very good friend of mine who um two of her or she only has two children but both of her children have type 1 diabetes and have this insulin pump um and it's just it's it's on their body it's attached to them all the time and it's controlled via an app on the cell phone so we be hanging out in her uh you know in her kitchen having coffee and she'll get an alarm on her phone that one of her kids insulin is low and she can press buttons and have the proper dosage or whatever and when i heard this in the book that this is a possibility for insulin pumps to get hacked 
it freaked me the heck out because I'm thinking of those sweet children <laughs> and their mom and thinking like if somebody's hacking insulin pumps, they don't know who they're hacking or, and, and a lot of times it's children with type one diabetes. Well, I mean, you have it yeah. your whole life. It's not something you get rid of, but it's, that's the type of diabetes that children have. I mean, you're right, because type one is genetic. It's something mm -hmm. you're born with. It's not something you could acquire like type two diabetes as a yeah. result of being overweight and other things that happen to you when you get older. Yeah, but and my, my father had type two diabetes. And this is previous to the pump and stuff being invented. Uh, he's since passed away. But man, I'm talking a lot of death, but a lot of dead people. <laughs> uh, dead Patty Mayonnaise, dead dad. But um, diabetes is just one of those things that's so prevalent uh, in society that I'm sure everybody in the chat right now knows somebody who has diabetes. Right. Um, news now brings up something really important. I don't know if we saw uh, if you saw the thing about the rapid weight loss for kids. Um, mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So like children are being diagnosed with type two diabetes. So not only can it be prevalent in children when with type one, it can yeah. be prevalent with them in type two. That's just yeah, look at in the chat. It might be wrong. Says that his wife has a uh, gas get, 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 gestational uh, diabetes. That's what you get when you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got yeah, you. And Sandy is Newsnow's wife, and she had diabetes. And yeah, every everyone, it's everybody. So insulin can kill you. Is the point of the book, <laughs> right? <laughs> Definitely of that chapter. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, there was. In the book, the case of this husband going mm -hmm. and killing his wife with insulin. Yeah. Is this the one in the bathtub? It was the one in the bathtub. Okay. So let me tell you guys <laughs> this. Um, they were both nurses. I think she was like a PA and he was a, what's the other one? The higher level nurse. The uh, RN. RN. Yeah. 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 So um she decides she's going to go home. She had a long week at work and take a bath. And he injected her with insulin uh, to murder her because he wanted out of this relationship. And instead of just getting a divorce like a normal person, he decides he's going to kill her. So he... Um, I'm looking at my notes. Sorry. Um, there are so many cases in this book and they're all poisoned. So they don't right. <laughs> stick out of my head. But the only reason that they ended up figuring it out is because the um, because of the bath preserved mm -hmm. the sites where it was injected. And the way they figured out that it was insulin, because that's not something they necessarily test for when they're doing talk toxicology right. um, is that they took the skin around the injection sites that they found and fed it to a rat. Yeah. It was a rat. Yeah. yeah. And, and the rat died. <laughs> so or the rat, they measured the rats like sugar levels and stuff and they figured yeah. out that it was insulin, but really good detective work on that one. He almost got away with it. Yeah. I love how this book really shows you how far investigative science has come. Yeah. Like, from going and feeding dead tissue to rats yeah. to now you can take those extracts and put it in a machine and it tells mm -hmm. you what the stuff is. Yeah, um, exactly. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of murder tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lots of but, poisonings. Uh, 
it's really hard to get away with poisoning now. Mm -hmm. It was hard back then. It's even harder now because you can just put those samples into a GCMS and now we know what you did. And and of all the cases, I know you've followed my channel for a while, um, but all of the cases that I've covered on my channel, only one poisoning, just one. So That's I got to look. Now I have a whole book of poisonings to look into. Maybe I'll, I'll get another one from this book. <laughs> I love it. We're going to hit some high profile ones as we go throughout tonight. Yeah. Um, that I think would be awesome for your channel yeah. to go like into a deep dive. Well, there's one that I covered and then there's one that I've been planning on covering and neither of them are in the book too. But the oh. one that I covered was Kim Jong Nam, who mm -hmm. was poisoned with a VX um, poison, v VX, I think that's the one, um, where it was two compounds mixed together, which made the poison. And then the other one was the Tylenol murders in Chicago. Do you remember that? That is so crazy to yeah. be poisoned by Tylenol of all yeah. things. Well, that's why we have all the safety things on, on any pill bottles in the store. Now it used to just be sitting on the shelf where anybody could open it and put anything they want in there, which right. is insane. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. insane. All right, so our next case is ricin. And you were just telling me mm. you hadn't heard of ricin until Breaking Bad. Exactly, yep. I hadn't heard of ricin until this book, so oh, I am okay. behind the times. <laughs> yeah, it's from the castor, castor oil, castor plant. It is from the castor plant. I had mm -hmm. never seen a castor plant before, but now I feel like it looks like everything in Georgia. It, it. I think I have those in my yard. Pretty Do sure. you really? Uh oh, Mister <laughs> It looks like ragweed the way the stalk is, doesn't it? It does kind of look mm -hmm. like ragweed. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. Um, but this is, I mean, castor oil. Generally speaking, is a mild, safe laxative. Uh, People have used it as labor induction. This is not me recommending it, of course. I'm just telling you that people have used it in the past. I think even Candace Owens of the Daily Wire said yeah. she used it. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a friend who works in labor and delivery who is a good nurse, not a bad nurse, like some of the ones we're going to talk about later. Mm -hmm. um, she says it can work, but you don't want the side effects it can give you, like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea especially when you're about to go have a baby. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's not super great. But it is notorious for its bad taste. Mm -hmm. I think, it's, didn't parents used to give it to kids who were bad? Yes. I feel like that yeah. was a punishment that way was, back when. Exactly. Um, and it's amazing to me how many of these poisons that we're going to go through are either naturally found in the body or are non-harmful depending on how you take them. And ricin mm. is one of them. Ricin is in a lot of things. Right. Um, and it's fine until it's not fine. <laughs> until it's not fine. Yeah. Well, just like insulin. Insulin mm -hmm. is fine until it's not fine. Um, yeah. And so the way ricin works is it basically hacks into our cells. Mm -hmm. It's called an RIP, very fittingly, a ribosomal inhibiting protein, okay. which means it basically prevents ourselves from making new proteins. Yep. So just to clarify, castor oil is not ricin. Ricin is a compound in non-purified castor oil. So it's found inside the castor bean. I don't know if anyone's ever seen a bean before. This is the castor bean. This is a bean. It is a bean. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's one of the side products. So when they're making castor oil to give to people, mm -hmm. they basically cook it really hot until the ricin is burned away. And then they can purify the good stuff that they want to sell. That way they're not accidentally poisoning people. Which people do anyway. 
Yeah. Well, in Breaking Bad, I know you said you've never seen it, but they, um, he's a chemist, obviously, is the plot of the show. Mm -hmm. And he creates his own ricin to, uh, to do a little murdering. <laughs> yeah. A little murdering. Well, it's yeah. effective because yeah. it basically breaks down our cell DNA. Mm -hmm. So, and the crazy thing about ricin is it only takes a little bit. If you think about table salt, you, I mean, individual grains of table salt are incredibly small. Mm -hmm. It only takes a few grains it's like of fentanyl. Ricin. Yeah, it is like fentanyl. Yeah, kind of in that way. Um, so it just breaks our body down. It's terrible. Our immune system can't handle it. So it takes about three micrograms or three millionths mm -hmm. of a gram to kill you. Uh, and the killing is not great. So if you get it through inhalation, it can make your lungs bleed. If you get it through injection. You get all the other yeah. gross stuff. Yeah, so it's terrible. But here we have another case. Yes. This, this is, is a, a fun case. This is a fun case. So yeah. this is the case why I wore this outfit today. Because <laughs> the KGB likes to use ricin. Abby does it so much better. <laughs> the Russian voice. But uh, Georgi Markov... Um, it was the umbrella murder. You guys may remember seeing this in other, it's a pretty famous case where they, um, they poison the tip of an umbrella to actually um, puncture this guy's leg. So he's going to work normal day, waiting for the bus. And he feels like it felt like a bee sting. He said on the back of his leg. And this guy was a double agent. So he wasn't like, just a normal guy out doing his thing. He actually was a spy and was a uh, double agent for any, he, after he was done being a double agent, he went back to live his life in London. He's waiting for the, I think they call it the tube. Yeah. The tube. He's, he's go. he's on the bus on the double decker bus waiting for the tube. And he feels a bee sting. What he thought was a bee sting on the back of his leg. Turns out wasn't a bee sting. It was a guy. He turned around and he saw somebody like pick up an umbrella. So he thought maybe he just got poked with the umbrella. Like somebody dropped their umbrella, which if you think about it in London, have you traveled to London before? It's, no. <laughs> very foggy and rainy all the time it's not unusual like everybody's got a black umbrella just you know so it's not unusual to see people with umbrellas right. so he thought oh this guy dropped his umbrella it it poked me or whatever so he starts to not feel very well throughout the day he works the whole day he was in a radio broadcaster and he did his whole show and he felt like he was getting the flu maybe not feeling so well and then he gets home and he's like man i'm just really not feeling good anyway turns out was not a uh bee sting um it, it was the umbrella that poked him and um it was poisoned with rice and it ejected him with the ricin and he ended up dying uh but he did realized because this was a very famous uh drug that they used the kgb did so once he figured out that this umbrella had something to do with it he told the doctors you know it's ricin poisoning but there was nothing at that point that they could do about it so he did he did uh, i like yeah. what pj has to say i'm not gonna let my wife watch this episode He'll give yeah her don't get her this ideas. book yeah don't, don't get her this book for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have a short clip to share with us about this particular case. Dun, dun, dun. Awesome. 
Georgi Markov was a beloved, influential novelist and playwright in his native country of Bulgaria. But he defected to the United Kingdom in 1969, when communist authorities started to censor him and ban his plays. In September 1978, Markov walked across the Waterloo Bridge over the River Thames. After he got to this bus stop, he felt a sharp pain in his right thigh, and later said he remembered seeing a man next to him fumbling with an umbrella. What Markov did not know is that he had just been victimized in a James Bond-like Cold War plot. The umbrella was actually a poisonous gadget that shot out this tiny platinum ball, a ball containing the deadly poison ricin. In this documentary, The Umbrella Assassin, which aired on PBS, the emergency room doctor who treated him tells what happened when Markov came in. When I first saw him, he was fully conscious. He was feverish, but he was also pointing uh, to an area on his right thigh, which he said was swollen and painful, and indicating that this was uh, the area in which he'd been shot, stabbed, or something had happened to him. Four days later, Markov was dead. His widow, Annabelle, also appeared in the documentary. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, insane. Uh, so, yeah, I, I love the James Bond. Like, we talked about, I think it was on Dogpile, what's your favorite kind of crime? This is like a caper. This is mm -hmm. like, I don't like when people die, obviously. It's not great. But when there's a caper involved... It's, it's a good story, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. And this happened way back when. And sadly, this isn't the only ricin poisoning within recent memory. No. Yeah. It's, they, I want to say as recently as a couple of years ago, the KGB, I guess it's not called the KGB anymore. It's called something mm -hmm. else. But they're still poisoning people with ricin. And not only them, some people tried to poison Obama with it. Oh, did they? I didn't know that. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. Kevin Curtis is relieved after learning of James Everett Dusky's arrest. I was just like, <sighs> I took a deep breath. I walked in there and I told my ex wife. I'd feel that way too if I, I was cleared like of yeah. So much lifted off of my shoulders. Investigators initially honed in on Curtis after someone sent ricin-laced letters to President Obama, Mississippi Senator Roger Wicker, and a county court judge. Charges filed against Curtis were dropped last week. After Curtis's release, the FBI shifted its focus to Dusky, a martial arts instructor and a former political candidate. They all just surrounded the house and knocked on the door and he came on out. He came out willingly, so, I mean, it wasn't any struggling going on or anything. Federal prosecutors have charged Dusky with, quote, knowingly developing, producing, stockpiling, and possessing a biological agent for you. Yeah, so you can't even make Stock it. Stockpiling, yeah. Stockpiling it, so. <laughs> well, it seems like it was very, well, if Breaking Bad, you know, is right about it. It seems fairly easy to make, which is scary. That is scary, right? Yeah. Because we were talking about when they're making the castor oil, all you have to do is boil off uh, the ricin molecule. Mm -hmm. And if you know anything about fractional distillation, which is a very simple procedure by of separating molecules by boiling point, uh huh, that'd be an easy thing to do. I mean, if people can um, take cocaine and make crack, I'm sure they could take castor beans and make ricin. Right. Yeah, or so. like meth too is a chemical, like a, um, you know, chemistry, chemistry type stuff. And people right. figure out, like really dumb people figure out a way to do it. So, 
right? If the dumb people can figure out a way to do it, imagine people like Like, the KGB. (laughs) The meth heads can do it. So, you know. Right. Someone with a little Google and a book. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So our next case, I think, is our highest profile case. And it deals with digitoxin. Mm -hmm. So... Have you ever heard of foxglove before? The plant foxglove? Not until I read this book. And I really? kept I would pr- was pronouncing this digoxin the whole time. It's a confusing one. Uh some people do it digitoxin from Okay. the uh Latin spelling gotcha. and then there's di- it's cousin digoxin, I think. So those are two is- different things. Okay. Yeah. They're very similar, though. Gotcha. Okay. And their chemical makeup. So it comes from the plant foxglove, if I can show it's it. It's pretty. It is pretty. Yeah. Very unassuming. I could see myself planting this, except I won't now because I don't want my dogs to die. I mean, I might because you never know when you might need some digoxin. Digitoxin. Digital toxins. <laughs> One of them toxins. Well, it doesn't help that it has toxin in the name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is a poisonous plant. Uh, it's considered a deadly nightshade. Mm. Uh, some others discussed in the book are atropine. That's the wolf spain we think of or mm-hmm. uh, monkshood. So different poisonous plants all throughout this book. Uh And the interesting thing about this one is this was actually used to help patients who are suffering from congestive heart failure as a way to kind of stabilize the heart That's one of the things I was saying earlier. There's so many of these that are medicine or naturally in our system. Like this is a medicine that's good for you. It helps people with heart problems. And then all of a sudden you're dead. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you're dead. (laughs) Yeah. This one is kind of hard because you have that fine balance between stabilizing the heart mm-hmm. and then making the contractions too strong yeah. to where you basically give yourself a heart attack. Gotcha. Okay. So kind of have to be careful there. Yeah. Uh, but it's good for cell function. So if you want to stop people from having congestive heart failure, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And there was this nurse who kind of yeah wanted to use it for nefarious means. Okay, so this guy, um, there was recently, and I, I think it might, I think it's Netflix, but it's one of the streaming services has just came came out within the last six months, a docu-series about this guy, but he's a male nurse named Charles Cullen. And um, the good nurse, it says here, is that the name of the series of the tv show show? okay Mm -hmm. so um i highly i haven't watched it yet but i've seen the previews and i'm gonna watch it but i if you're interested in this sort of stuff i highly recommend checking that out i saw interviews with the the female nurse who ended up turning him in or testifying against him or whatever Mm -hmm. um and she seems like i mean she's a hero she saved lives for sure uh so this guy was using digoxin i'm gonna pronounce it digoxin just because that's how it's been my okay yeah (laughs) um and he ended up um killing he pled guilty to 13 patients but there's way more than that but they i don't think they even know the exact number um because that's what they could that's what they had evidence of Mm -hmm. but the reason why this really um this case got to me is because 
there was all of these mysterious deaths happening and what kept happening, which happens a lot with uh, killer nurses. This happened with the baby killer nurse in Texas. This happened with that nurse in Canada, Catherine something. Um, but there's mysterious deaths happening. They figure out every time there's a mysterious death, it's, it's this specific nurse that's that's dealing with that patient. And they fire the nurse or they ask the nurse to resign. They don't even fire the nurse. Right. And this guy worked at all of these different hospitals because nobody was actually turning him in because there was a nursing shortage at the time. So he kept getting job after job after job where he just kept on killing and killing and killing. And he kept asking specifically for the night shift, uh, mm -hmm. which People loved because nobody wants to work the night shift, but he preferred the night shift. And the reason he preferred the night shift is because there's nobody around to watch what he's doing. So he was able right. to kill all these people. Uh, but they're thinking, oh, good. We don't have to work the night shift. We'll hire this guy. Perfect. Um, but the the red or the lack of red tape, I should say, mm -hmm. the the politics and things like that were, that were involved in allowing this guy to kill all of these people really drives me up a wall. I mean, absolutely. It kind of reminds me of how there's no red tape in education yeah, in the church and all of these places where people are just let go from their job to mm -hmm. keep it quiet. Nobody wants to get sued. It's yeah. better to let them go. It can be Same somebody thing. else's problem. Same thing with the Catholic Church. They just kept moving these priests around. It's horrible. Um, which, obviously, it's horrible for the kids who were abused in the Catholic Church. But these people ended up dead. Like, this right. is horrible. Absolutely. And so his name was Charles Cullen. I know yep. it looks like number two has read about this guy before. Yeah, PJ's right. Third shifters yep. are all maniacs. I can't imagine who would take the third shift. <laughs> I can't believe I can't imagine requesting it. Like I right? worked third shift before under protest, under duress. <laughs> under duress. <laughs> yeah. I want you guys to just see this guy. Yeah. He looks just like absolutely dead inside. Oh, he's so creepy. So this is him at his trial. With their respecters, respective governor's office to permit you to be moved to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania for purposes of... Do you wish to plead guilty this morning? Yes, Your Honor. And are you pleading guilty because you aren't? Yes, Your Honor. Mr. Mask, would you be kind enough to elicit a factual basis for the plea? Yes, Your Honor. Your Honor, may I ask one question? Yes, you certainly may. Yes, Mr. This is going to take some time again. Uh, if, if you... Did you inject Ms. Stoker with any medication? Yes. And was it your intent to cause her to expire? Yes. And what agent did you use to accomplish that intent? Digoxin. Okay. You had access to that patient at Somerset Medical? Yes. And you injected that patient? Yes. Without authorization? Yes. With the intent to cause death? Yes. And in fact, that patient died? Yes. And the agent employed by you was? Digoxin. Accordingly, the court accepts the plea of Mr. Cullen, and we will schedule the matter for sentencing in a manner that allows for the terms and conditions of the plea agreement to be carried out. Isn't he just like so creepy the way he's just like, yes. What's with the Hawaiian shirt? 
Right? Well, where's a Hawaiian shirt to court? To court, right? Yeah. He reminded me of that uh, Stephen McDaniel guy, the way he was answering. Like, just. Yes. 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 No, I don't know. You know? Yeah. He, it's, it's a, the creepiness factor is off the chart. Mm. At least he didn't have the hair. Yeah. The troll hair. (laughs) The troll hair. I bet if he grew it out, though, it would definitely turn into troll hair. They all have troll hair. They all have troll hair. (laughs) So yeah, this guy's case, very high profile. Definitely check out mm-hmm. that um, do- uh, TV show documentary. I think there's a docu-series. I think it's a docu-series. The docu-series. Yeah. Okay. The very interesting thing to wrap up with digoxin is that one of the cures for it is actually another poison discussed in the book, atropine. Yeah. That other deadly nightshade it we is, mentioned Yeah, earlier. exactly. Yep. Uh, that is so weird to me. It just, what I learned from this book, I learned a lot of stuff. Watch out, Mr. Zed. But what I learned (laughs) about about poisons in this is that it really is all about dosage and combinations of different things. Right. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. So the next one, another very high profile um, poison is cyanide. Now I'm sure everybody... Has heard of cyanide. Yeah. Yep. Its history is long and torrid. It is a Mm -hmm. small molecule, but it does big damage. So what are some of the historical things that you know about cyanide? Um... Historical things, isn't that or like what they oh, used kill. to to kill the Jews in Nazi? Is that the is that that's correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So like that's, that's what the they one. used to kill the Jews in Nazi Germany. That's the one. Um, I'm sure there's other things, but that's like the first thing that comes to mind. It was also the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Uh, Zyklon B was the toxic gas from hydrogen cyanide used in the gas chambers. Yeah. So this thing has a very long and sorry history yeah. as a poison. Um, and the thing that makes it so deadly is that it sticks to the hemoglobin in our blood. So it okay. basically can hitch a ride all mm-hmm. over our body and do crazy things. So our body uses ATP, adenosine triphosphate. I know, a big chemical name. Basically, no, I don't, I'm, I'm interested. So tell me about okay, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, you've heard Nerd the out mitochondria is the powerhouse yeah. of the cell. Everybody yeah. hears that in freshman biology. Uh, well, the mitochondria makes the ATP. Mm-hmm. So cyanide gets in there. And binds to a protein in mitochondria called cytochrome C. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like, nah, you're not going to make any more ATP. Yeah. So if our cells can't make energy, then our organs can't have energy. And then you did. Mm-hmm. So very fast and nasty killer cyanide, which is why it was used. Well, is this the same chemical that was used in Jonestown as well, correct? It was. You want me to tell you about Jonestown? Uh, yeah. I know a lot about, about this Jonestown. one. So first of all, oh, there you go. Aimless. Hi, Dan, by the way. I love it when Dan can show up to stuff because he never comes to my show, even though he's one of my best friends. I think Aww. maybe he's busy on Sunday afternoons. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> you're here tonight, Aimless. Yeah, absolutely. Um so Jonestown. Okay, so Jonestown was in Guyana mm-hmm. and it was basically a church. It was a cult. It started off as a church. Jim Jones. Is it Jim Jones? Am I getting this I, right? 
I think that's right. Yeah, All of this down. is just from the dome right now. So uh, I did okay, not take so notes. <laughs> Well, here's the thing is I had out I, I meant to take notes on all of these cases. Like normally, if anybody who's here has not visited my channel before, come visit my channel. You'll see what I do over there. I usually have notes and I have all the facts and, and all that stuff, but I do Which know is a lot a good about bug now. You should go over to Katie's channel. Yeah, actually, go if somebody could throw those links in the chat. I, I I'll I'll uh, I'll talk and throw the link in the chat at the same time. There you um, go. But so, okay, so it started off as a, as a church and Jim Jones um, decided he wanted to murder all of his <laughs> thousand people at, at this uh, encampment in French, not French Guyana, just regular Guyana, just regular Guyana in the middle of a jungle. Okay, you guys got it. News now. Got enemy you. Got it. Okay. So, oh no, he did the coffee. Okay. Um, <laughs> we did it all. Anyway, uh, which is good because I can't. I can't multitask. I'm a little too blonde <laughs> for that. Um, Multitasking gets hard. <laughs> so it's a cult and all of these people kind of go missing. They're not talking to their families anymore. And their families, one of the people that was down there in this cult happened to be related to a U.S. congressman. And so the U.S. congressman is like, look, I'm going to get a committee together. We're going to go down there and see what the heck is going on in Guyana. So they roll up to the the encampment and they're they're acting like everything's fine and all of the people are like no it's all love they're singing songs they got the guitar out they're kumbaya. You know, yeah kumbaya like at all and then all of a sudden somebody passes this congressman a note that says get us the heck out of here like these people were terrified for their lives about saying anything to these people so the congressman and his people his his committee that he's with just kind of play it off and the next day they go back and they say anybody who wants to leave with us you know the the airport was uh just like a couple of clicks away so right. not too far and they're like anybody who wants to leave with us our plane we have i think they had two airplanes we're, mm -hmm. we're leaving uh and, right. and yeah we're out of here in like an hour and a half just get to the airport if you want to go right so they go to the airport and then there's a shootout at the airport the jim jones like commando people uh like the the security people are having a shootout with like the secret service and the congressman at this airstrip everything like all heck break breaks loose and right. it um ends up being several people ended up dying there's video of it because there was a news crew with them or Absolutely. maybe it's just audio um I know it's audio of the actual massacre. Uh, yeah. I think there might be video of the actual gun, the firefight that happened. People end mm -hmm. up like fleeing into the woods, into the jungle. I guess it's jungle, not woods. So they go back and Jim Jones, they, he had practiced this with, with his congregation, I guess you'd call them. They're cult members though. Um, and he's having them drink this. It wasn't Kool-Aid, by the way. It was Flavor-Aid. Uh, it was really everyone it was says it's great Kool-Aid. It was flavoring, <sighs> and um, which is it's basically Kool-Aid. It's just like the Aldi brand or whatever. Right. Um, Never not, trust Aldi brand Kool-Aid. You know, all of these people drank. 
the flavor aid. They drank it willingly or because they were in fear. If they didn't drink it, he was just shooting people in the head. They were force feeding it to babies. There's audio of this and it goes on for like an hour and a half and you hear you hear the death groans of people, you hear babies crying. It is heartbreaking. But I want I, I'm sure in these notes you made for me it says how many people, but I want to say it just off the dome it's like 900 and something people died that yeah. day. Um and Jim Jones ended up shooting himself in the head. He didn't even drink the flavor aid. He did not drink the Kool-Aid. He got everybody else to drink his stupid Kool-Aid and he did not drink the Kool-Aid. Which honestly kind of pisses me off because dying from cyanide poisoning is not a kind or easy death. You Just getting to shoot yourself out of it. Yeah. Uh, he got the easy way out. Yeah, I should have had the clip. Well, I this is not my channel, so maybe you don't want that. <laughs> but the audio clip of like it's just obviously you wouldn't want to listen to the whole thing. But even just right. a minute of it is just heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Oh, absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, I didn't think to pull it up because I thought it had been so long ago. I had no idea there was actual yeah. footage of it. Yeah, like I said, it's just audio, but you hear. Oh, yeah people writhing in pain it's a horrible way to die horrible, horrible way, to way to die so well, i know and people in the yeah. chat right now who are more familiar with this story let me know how i did <laughs> i'm specifically speaking to number two <laughs> well and i don't want you to drink the kool-aid but you know what you should drink is north arrow coffee absolutely north arrow coffee is the best coffee uh it is Pro-life coffee, yeah. which is why I love it so much. They donate, what, 15% of their proceeds? 15% of their proceeds. I'll show you guys. Can you see in there? Oh. It's delicious. Yep. I got some North Arrow coffee in my hydrogen mug for our mm -hmm. chemistry and crime night. Uh, really the best coffee I've ever had. I really loved their uh, peppermint one, their candy cane. It was really good. And I like their Honduras one. That's the one I drink pretty much. I love the Honduras one. That one in the French roast. But yeah, Pro-Life or uh, North Arrow Coffee, NorthArrowCoffee.co. It's a uh, single source beans. So every bag, it's coming from one place. It's not a blend of different beans. It's none of that garbage also roast to order very important people who mm -hmm. know coffee who like coffee know that if it gets roasted and then it sits around in a warehouse somewhere for months and months and months it's just not as good right roast to order and ground to order if you, you can get whole bean or you can get a ground um i don't have a grinder i'm not that fancy i'm only a little fancy so i get it ground but they grind it and then put it in the mail the next day so uh, they're absolutely Sorry, I amazing. I totally took over your ad. <laughs> it was great. You did so much better than I could. <laughs> Way to go, Katie, for the yeah. ad reads. So yeah, use code HawkHound to get 10% off of your order of North Arrow Coffee. Definitely go, go do that. It's way better than, what is it, Flavor-Aid? Flavor-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> I can't way believe it's Flavor-Aid. I feel yeah. so lied to. <laughs> it's just a... a don't drink the flavor. It does not have the same ring to it That's as don't true. drink the Kool-Aid. So, and it's like Kleenex. Like this is probably not even clean. Oh, it is Kleenex. But even if this was not Kleenex, <laughs> I would call it Kleenex. Right. <laughs> That's fair. Everything's a tissue to me. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see what's going on in the chat. So number two said, great explanation, Katie. I have researched the Jim Jones debacle in excess. I know so. she has. I know she has. That's why I asked if I did okay. <laughs> you did great. I like not for sales question. Is it true? Lots of people who are chemistry majors learn how to produce many drugs of the illicit <laughs> variety. 
No, it? it is not true. <laughs> but I can't tell you how many times I've had students come up to me and they're like, do you know how to make meth? No. Yes, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> you got to Google that. <laughs> yeah, you got to Google that. <laughs> There's a YouTube video for that. Just There's not a YouTube. me. There's always <laughs> I a YouTube didn't make it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jim got upset that people wanted to leave with the guests playing. They all seemed good until before departure and notes being slipped to the guy. RIP. Tragic, tragic case. I'm telling you, if you guys want nightmares tonight, go listen to that audio tape. I get nightmares just thinking about it. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a dip away from biomolecules and instead talk about elements. And the first element you probably know about is potassium. We all love potassium. Mm-hmm. Potassium's in bananas and milk and all kinds of foods that we eat. How could I'm we go wrong with potassium? for breakfast today. Got my Ooh. potassium fill. There you go. I love avocados. Um, but so potassium chloride's a pretty common alternative for table salt. You know, you wouldn't really think anything of it. Our body needs it. Um, the thing about potassium is that though, is that we need a continuous supply of it. We can't store it like we can other molecules. Like we can store insulin, we can store glucose, Mm. we can store a bunch of other things, but we can't store potassium. So once you've gone through the day, you got to have more, which is why they say always eat your fruits and vegetables. Banana every day. (laughs) Eat a banana every day. I'm not a doctor, but I think that's solid advice. This is not medical advice. (laughs) This is not medical advice. Um, However, low levels of potassium can cause your heart to race because, again, those cells need potassium to function. Mm -hmm. And another nurse, here we go again. Remind me of this nurse because I don't remember. I got you. Okay. So this nurse was Beverly Pallet. You got got clips. That's good. (laughs) Oop. I'm pulling up the wrong one, of course. The case of Be- Beverly Allett. She was referred to as the angel of death. Uh, I call her the baby killer nurse. Because she was definitely oh, a baby killer. Was this in Texas? Was this the Texas one? She might have been. She she was on Children's Ward 4. Uh, no, it says Lincolnshire. Okay. So I guess this happened in, in England. England. I'm sorry. I don't remember this case at all. This is horrible. No, it's totally I'm a okay. Bad, I'm such a bad <laughs> guest to have on. Like, I, I swear I read the book. I did. Hey, you knew <laughs> the uh, Jonestown one so much better than I knew it. So props to you. <laughs> this one made me personally very upset. First of all, because it involves children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I yeah. just, I can't fathom what type of person it would take to kill like the here's her kill list that we know of uh a seven month old an 11 year old a two month old a 15 year old i mean absolutely tragic uh and she was injecting them with potassium chloride so uh if you've ever been to the hospital if you've ever been to the er sometimes they'll hook you up with a saline solution and that's a very low dose of potassium chloride or sodium chloride, whichever one that you need at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just ramping up the dosage. I don't think based- I knew there was a difference between potassiums until I read this book. Uh, 
really the only difference is one's potassium is one sodium. Oh, that's what I just different. I didn't realize. I thought it was all the same thing is what I was saying. Basically, (laughs) the way they behave in your body is very, very similar. Yeah. So they might as well be the same thing. But that woman, Beverly Allett, is still serving her time. Good. She should serve a lot longer, in my opinion, but... I don't know. Oh, yeah, and it leads to cardiac arrest. Yeah. So it looks, this is one of the ones, okay, it's coming back to me now. This is one of the ones that, it, unless you know what you're looking for, it looks like natural death. Right? Like it looks like, yeah. But the so, fact that she was killing kids, it's like, kids don't that's have not heart natural. attacks. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This is, a, this is a good way to kill a husband or something like that, not a kid. Uh oh. Look out, Mr. Zed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So See, now one. if I'm going to kill Mr. Zed, I can't do it by poisoning because I just like, I ruined the whole thing by coming on your show. <laughs> you ruined the whole thing. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> now he's going to have to suspect anything else that might be larceny. I don't even know. Well, what all is. I'm saying is that accidents pay double. So Ooh. we might have to take a trip to the Grand Canyon or something. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> These are jokes, people. These are yes. all jokes. I don't see anybody laughing in the chat. They think I'm serious, right? I'm not serious. <laughs> it's definitely a joke. We promise. It's a joke. <laughs> all right. So our next one, this one is another mysterious, probably KGB involved yes. case. Another element called polonium. So for those of you who don't know, polonium is radioactive Mm -hmm. so polonium 210 can have all of these crazy impacts on your body because of that radioactivity so the way radiation actually works is it emits this thing called an alpha particle and the Mm -hmm. alpha particle basically acts like a wrecking ball to your dna remember our dna is what holds us all together basically it's like our cellular glue and if you've got that radiation coming in and knocking it all out, mm-hmm. well, you're basically going to fall apart at the seams. And it is not a fast death. It is very slow, very painful. I mean, if you know anyone who's dealt with cancer, you yeah. know that that radiation treatment is not kind because it's not selective. It kills all of your cells. And that's when it's highly controlled mm-hmm. to try and help someone. Now imagine if someone is using it to kill someone. To kill, yeah, exactly. Exactly. This and that is brings, KGB one. Yeah, that brings us to the case of Edwin Carter. If that I knew is I wore his real name. I wore the Russian <laughs> tracksuit for a reason. All right, so go. this one is kind of crazy. So they, um, they're trying to kill this guy. Also, a, I want to say a double agent defector went to England. This one happened in England as well, right? Ah, mm-hmm. I flipped the page too fast. Um, this is just to refresh my memory. So yeah, Edwin Edwin Carter Litvinenko. That's a fun name to say, Litvinenko. Um, I'm surprised you can pronounce it. I'm like lit lit uh. lit Litvinenko. Um, I think it's well. I have I I'm um, Eastern European descent, oh, okay. so there's a lot. That sort of that sort of stuff in my life, those kind of <laughs> names. Um, 
But the reason, I hope I'm telling the correct story that goes with the correct story, but the one thing that stuck out to me is they were trying to kill the, the guy and his daughter got poisoned. Yeah. So as this one, okay. Mm-hmm. So they had a spray bottle of a perfume spray bottle that they put the stuff in and they sprayed it, I want to say on the doorbell. On the doorknob, yep. Or the doorknob, yeah. Yep. So not only and it, it's one of those ones that the touch like mm-hmm. all you have to do is touch it and it goes through the mucous membrane so yeah. if you touch it and then touch your eye or you go to the bathroom and wipe or you uh touch your face or your mouth or anything like that this is similar to that vx that killed kim jong nam mm-hmm. it might be the same thing i'm not sure but it works the same way to where it's right. going through the mucous membrane the thinnest the thinnest part of the skin and it just goes through the skin but what's crazy about this is the guys who poisoned them poisoned themselves too because they right. didn't realize. Well, they're just hired guns. So they didn't yeah. realize what they had was so deadly. They thought they were just going to make this guy sick or something. Not only that, but then the spray bottle that um, they they put it in a perfume spray bottle and then they just uh, threw it away or just left it somewhere and it ended up in a lost and found. Right. Like somebody else found it. Yes. So they it ended up in a lost and found at I want to say a hotel. Don't quote me on that. I could mm-hmm. be lying. I'm not sure. But so then some worker at the place that the lost and found was is like, oh, this is fancy perfume. I'm going to take this home to my wife. So like the whole city <laughs> of London is getting yep. poisoned by this stuff. People are dropping dead like flies. They don't know what's going on. And it's all because the KGB, I mean, they're kind of idiots. They didn't yep. explain to the people what what the poison was or how it worked. Not even a little bit to say this is very dangerous. You need to make sure you wear gloves, you know, whatever. Um, but now that I think about it, they... Um, when they poisoned Kim, Kim Jong Nam, when they assassinated him, the two girls that actually carried out the poisoning also had no also idea what they were doing. They thought they were they were on a prank show. They they thought they were just playing a prank on somebody, and they were going to videotape it and put it on YouTube. Uh, so this is just it's very dangerous stuff, and and this is another one that acts as if it's a natural death. So unless they knew, they knew that he was poisoned because he told them, look, this is my past. This is right. why this is happening. So they knew what to look for. But if you were just to poison a random person with this, with this, it would just look like a natural, like they just had a heart attack or something. Right. And they didn't believe him at first. He yeah. was like, listen, th- I was poisoned with polonium. It's radiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then his hair started falling out and like. He was bleeding everywhere, and they're like, we can't figure out what's wrong with him. He's like, listen, I used to be with the KGB. Please believe me. I promise I'm not crazy. Unfortunately, they didn't believe him in enough time, and, and he ended and, up yeah. dying. Yeah, he did. He did. I think his daughter did end up surviving. because um, She didn't have as much on it. Right. I think the wife of the gentleman that found it, though, died, too. But the gentleman did not. I think that's not. right. Yeah. yeah. And then they took samples from both and, mm-hmm. again, fed it to rats, I think. And we're like, Oops. They did. Yep. <laughs> yep. I think it was frogs this time, actually. Oh, yeah. Frogs. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> More rats and frogs died in yeah. this book than people. <laughs> yeah. Then they're not turning they're the frogs gay. They're actually just killing them. Poisoning them <laughs> with They're polonium. poisoning the frogs. Yeah. With polonium. <laughs> so, Yeah. 
Sorry, my allergies are acting up all night today, tonight, guys. I've tried to mute every time I've sneezed or blew my nose. So hopefully I did. Yeah, I'm sure I if didn't I didn't, somebody will tell me. <laughs> <laughs> they love to tell me about it. <laughs> and speaking of crazy KGB conspiracies, y'all should check out our friend Abby and PJ Conspiracy Pilled, another mm-hmm. great Hawkhound media channel. We're always doing great and fun things on Hawkhound, so we really encourage you guys to go over there and subscribe. Yeah, <laughs> Hawkhound, and we have the new store. Yes, hawkhoundmedia.com slash Shopify. Is that right? Did I get it right this yeah. time? I'm going to drop Ooh. it here in the chat. So if you want some cool merch yeah. or anything like that, like you want to rep your favorite shows, definitely check those things out. Absolutely. So, uh, did anybody get a chance to read this book? Did anyone have a favorite case? Mm. What, what was your favorite case? Um, I think the Jim Jones one. Yeah. Uh, just because of how evil. It, here's the reason why the Jim Jones one really uh, gets to me. It's because I'm just getting comfortable here, like we're at a book club. All right. So, um, the Jim Jones thing really gets to me because he is claiming to be a man of God and. Yeah. Jesus Christ and God are, I'm very, very close to me. And when somebody is the devil and pretends to be of God, it really uh, hits in a different way. Yeah. I like, I'm almost tearing up right now. The people that he killed or that he brainwashed into killing themselves thought that they were going to become closer to God by following this devil they they were religious people and they wanted to be of god and they were following a devil and had no idea and i'm sure there are many people throughout the history of the earth that this has happened to where they know they want to do the right thing and they want to um, be closer to god and they want to do the right thing and they end up following literally the devil in disguise yeah um, so I think that's that's the one that I, not that I like it the most, but yeah, that that's was close to close enough closer to my heart than the other ones. And of course, the ones that are capers, obviously the KGB ones that are all kind of capery. So I like mm-hmm. the capers, like the you know the ones that could be in a movie, <laughs> right? You know? Yeah, yeah. There were definitely a bunch of cases that felt like they could be in a movie. Mm-hmm. The KGB ones, especially, yeah. yeah. I'd say the one that was closest to my heart was the Beverly Allett one because she was specifically targeting children. Yes. Um, That's that the just... one that I didn't even remember. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny which one I'm... stand out to us that we remember the most clearly. Well, it works well because you knew that one like the back of your hand. Like I knew the Jim Jones one like the back of my hand. So, there yeah. we go. I like it. Yeah, that case was really hard because for those of you who've known me for a while, my husband and I have been struggling for with fertility. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm a teacher. I work with kids all of the time. And just the thought that someone would hurt a child, I, I can't fathom what mm-hmm. depths of evil that takes. Yeah. Uh, like you exactly. were saying, that evil that 
tries to replicate God. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of happening in this situation too. Not that they're trying to replicate God, but that they're trying to replicate someone who cares. And we mm-hmm. know that God cares and we know that God loves us. Yeah. And to put on this false persona and draw people into whatever it is, your circle or absolutely draw people into your trust and to break that trust in the ultimate way through murder mm-hmm. is unthinkable. Exactly. And a lot of a lot of them are for money, which is mm-hmm. evil. Like the 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 yeah. man who murdered his wife in the bathtub. There's there are several of them um throughout this book where it's 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 like it's cheaper to kill them rather than to just get a divorce. Right. Just get a divorce. It's fine. Money's not everything. Yeah. That's the thing I don't get. Is you're right. It's cheaper to get a divorce. It's Move on with your mm-hmm. life. Don't commit the ultimate crime. Exactly. Yeah, and I like. I don't know if it's time to plug my channel, but I'm gonna do it. Um, the interview that I just did this past Sunday is very similar. It wasn't poison, obviously, but it it was a murder that happened because the woman did not want to get a divorce because she didn't have money to get a divorce. She wanted a life insurance money instead. So it ruined not only the person who died's life, it ruined his... He had a child that was not the child that murdered him. He had siblings. He had parents. So all of these people affected their life. It affected um, the gentleman that I interviewed's life because he's ended up actually committing the murder and going to prison for it as well as the 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 wife who whose brilliant idea this was is still in prison right now so what's the point of that so my plug is to go watch that interview with justin coleman it uh it was uh let's let's put a let's put a link to that one in here that was i think my favorite episode that i've done so far um Let's do a little. I, I will 100% agree with this. Like, I love Katie's channel. I think her show is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. This episode really touched me. It really I think did. It is 100% a salvation story. Mm-hmm. This man experienced some of the worst evil in some of the worst way. And the fact that he was able to come out on the other side of it with a family, with God, is, yes. oh my gosh. It is so powerful and so amazing. I can't recommend it enough that other Thank people you. check it out. I'm going to interview him again as well. We've talked about it since the interview went live. And um, we're going to talk about stuff other than his crime now that we have the baseline. But his journey, I think, is very important to talk about. So I'm going to get him on in the next couple of months to talk about that as well. Oh, that is so exciting. That's not all. That's not all I cover on my channel, guys. Come to my channel and and watch, you know, come for the interview. Stay for the crime land. Crime land is the fun part of my channel where I go through all the different, not fun, fun crimes. I don't know if you could say fun crimes. (laughs) but They're just little short snippets of like carjackings and like, you know, stuff like that. Like a little robbery like that Texas uh, right um, the good guy with the gun stories a lot of those yeah. so yeah <laughs> I like yeah. Those. yeah come for the for the deep heartfelt interviews stay for the fun crime <laughs> there you go yeah uh, news now reminds us smash that like button now and don't forget to subscribe here I'm still a new channel we're still yes. growing this is only our third episode Hawkhound's growing bigger and better every day so we appreciate yeah. all of your support 
subscribe to lit people if you're watching i didn't realize you were putting this on my channel today too but if you're on my channel watching this right now please go over to jess's channel hit the subscribe button it doesn't cost you anything it's a win-win you get great content she gets a sub win-win nobody win -win. loses <laughs> so the last question i want to pose to everybody today just knowing how many of these cases involved healthcare professionals what mm -hmm. takeaways can we make considering the healthcare services we receive trust no one <laughs> trust <laughs> no one i hate that because when you're in that situation that desperate situation whatever brings you to the er whatever brings yeah. you to the doctor mm -hmm. now you always have to wonder well, here's my suggestion, and this is not advice. I'm not a medical professional, but find somebody that you do trust and stick with that person. Like even if you move and you have to drive across town to see that person, stick with that person. If if you've gotten good health care from them and you trust their medical advice, just you, you got to support that person because... Who knows what you're going to get if you just, like, if it's more convenient, like I moved from one side of the town that we live in, that Jess and I both live in, to the other right. side of the town, and I still drive back over to that side of the town to see my primary care physician because I trust her, you know? Yeah. I, I think that's a good point, finding that person that you can trust, but mm -hmm. even still in some of these, we saw that the nurses and doctors people trusted yeah broke that trust it's yeah it's a hard situation it's hard to know who to trust especially in recent years with all of the COVID. different things that have gone on oh sorry am i not allowed to say that <laughs> okay no well if i'm not monetized yet we can say it. yeah with i'll the tell you what I, virus. <laughs> I was just talking about the person that i trust my health care and when this was all going on i asked her i said what do you think should i get the thing I, I don't know how much you want to say on your channel I would say it all yeah. on my channel but should I get the, the thing in my arm and she said you are very healthy and you have no pre-existing and it's up to you so like and she wasn't advising against it she wasn't advising for it she said do what you feel comfortable with and she asked me questions like are you going to be around people who might have pre-existing conditions and you know what I mean she went through all the steps right and then let it be my decision and there was no pressure felt either direction is what I'm saying see that's a person mm -hmm. you know you can trust that person exactly. didn't have an agenda that person yes. wasn't pushing anything yeah she that's wasn't gonna special. kickback yeah no kickbacks no kickbacks <laughs> yeah. I love that so not for sale has some really good advice for us okay uh, also find out how your local EMS agency bills that's that's a good point. Um, do they bill your insurance, then come after you for the rest, hard billing, or do they only bill the insurance? Soft billing. That way you are not caught off guard by a bill when you weren't expecting one when you request an ambulance. Oh, wow. I didn't think of that. I didn't either. That is some amazing insight, not for sale. So um, not for sale, since you're here and you seem to know about this. Um are, do different ambulance companies, like, can you call a specific, like, when you call for an ambulance, do you, can you call a specific or request a specific one, or do they just send who they send? 
that's a good question because I always thought, okay, I'm dialing 911. They're going to send yeah. who they're going to send. But it sounds just from what, what I, right. I'm not sure if it's a he or she, what not for sale said, it sounds like you can request a certain well i bet if it's for transport or something like that like if right. i'm just getting transported you set that up ahead of time or whatever like if i'm having a heart attack though i think they just send who they send yeah uh deb says if possible avoid an ambulance like mm-hmm. you said if possible but if you're having a heart attack get get someone to come get you it's, it's not worth your life exactly You'll figure it out uh, my my advice this is advice this is very much so advice get to know your neighbors and be friendly with them. Yes. Uh, I have a specific group of neighbors that if anything happens between these four houses right here, somebody, we all have each other's backs uh, to avoid ambulances mainly. <laughs> that is so smart. And I feel like that is very undersold. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. are so shy now. Nobody wants to get yeah. to know their neighbors. Everybody has become so isolated. But your neighbors are the people who are immediate to you. Those are the people who could help you in a life or death situation. So many of the things that happened in this book were caught by neighbors. Yeah, that one, the bathtub one. Yeah. The neighbors came over, like, they. this was pre-telephones, I guess? Yep. Um, And so the neighbors came over and went and... Went and got the doctor and right. put, like yeah, get to Physically know your neighbors went and got someone to yeah. come help just in case you're ever poisoned. Like get <laughs> right. to know your neighbor. <laughs> and I mean, yes, we have telephones now, yeah. but if but your emergency contact is on the opposite side of the state, that's not going to do you any good. Yeah. And they might have activated charcoal, so you never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know who has activated charcoal. Yeah, that's a funny story because my dog ate an onion once, and now I always have activated charcoal. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I feel crazy. like I need to get some just in case. You should. <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing to have. Maybe if there are a few in your area, one's a private ambulance agency versus government. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I think where we live, uh, it's all private. I don't think there's... Well, I don't know about your specific town, but in this area in general, mm-hmm. I think they're all private for the most part. Or like the mm-hmm. hospital own, oh, like the whatever the hospital group. I was about to start naming hospital groups, but I don't know how doxxed you are. So <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think we're in similar hospital groups. I'll just say That's that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think the hospitals own the, the ambulances. The ambulance. The ambulance. Oh, yeah. that is definitely how we say it here. Mm-hmm. Drive across the VA border which may be five miles to call 911 in the event of a medical emergency. Oh, so they go oh, to, wow. it's easier to go to Virginia than to stay in West Virginia. That's nice that you guys live right on the border. So mm-hmm. you can do that. I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. If it's yeah, an emergency, I'm not border, driving an hour to Tennessee. Yeah. My closest border is like an hour and a half, probably. Right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. I hope you all had a really good time. It's been so fun to have you here, Katie. I'll come back. Can we can we tell them what book we're doing next? Yes. I forget the name of it, but it's by John Douglas. I think the guy's name is, mm-hmm. and it's about criminal psychology. Okay, so it's like I told you, like I told you at the beginning of the show, I'm not big into fiction books, so mm-hmm. I'm finding all these really good nonfiction books. So criminal psychology i'm really into um so i think that if we do that we should do like a crossover episode where it's on like it'll be 
not only an episode of Lit, but it'll also be an episode of Overruled. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so excited about that. That's coming later next month, next week. Actually, Honest Matthew S. is going to be my guest, and we're going to talk about George Orwell's 1984. I like that. That's one of the fiction ones I do like. (laughs) Awesome. So big week coming next week. Thank you so much again, Katie, and thank you for everyone in the chat for hanging out with us tonight. Can't wait to see y'all again. Peace out.